Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Walker. Today, I have with me Lindsay Johnson, who I'm very excited for all of you guys to talk to. Lindsay Johnson is a wife, a mother, and an entrepreneur, helping small business owners grow and scale their brands through cohesive design and effective messaging. She's passionate about branding, copy, and web design coming together to represent a business that will make an impact and leave a legacy. Robin is a wife and mom to three teenagers, two dogs, and a beta fish. She is a fifth-generation entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience creating, building, and running businesses. She keeps it real about raising kids while building a company and gives you the strategy and accountability to finally quit winging it. Her mission? To help you build your business strategically so you can have more financial stability and in return, more flexibility and time with your family. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Robin. It is my honor. What is so fun about having Lindsay on the podcast is Lindsay and I have gotten to see each other in person once a year for the last three years, which in the online world is extremely rare. So the reason we've been able to see each other is because Lindsay has come to the Lakeside Conference the last three years. She's come as a sponsor, you've come as a speaker, you've come as a vendor, and it is so fun for us to see each other once a year and see how we've grown since the last conference. Um, it's just been a lot of fun. It's been great, and I love that you offer the high caliber of a conference that you do in the Midwest because it's not such an issue for me to travel when I can just hop in the car and drive to you. So it's been amazing too. Yes, that is one of the reasons I started it was because it was too hard for me to get out to California or the East Coast when I had small kids. So I am so glad that it's drivable for you. So tell us a little bit, Lindsay, about your background or what you wanted to be when you were a kid or any former careers or jobs. Like what, what's led you to this point in your career? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up, um, I was homeschooled myself. So I was always trying to think of ways that I could utilize being home and making money. So I had chickens and I sold eggs. I gave piano lessons to the neighbor boy down the road. Um, and then once I graduated from high school, I was also teaching music lessons and working for other small businesses in the community. So I never really had a big corporate background or corporate experience. I've always worked pretty small, but that has honestly given me a really a really good background for moving into what I do now. I learned a lot about small business. Um, I also worked at a church, so it, I had that experience as well. So yeah, all of that kind of led me to, I, I can do this too. You know, it's not just, it's not just for other people. It's for me. It's doable. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's something that I felt like I could jump into. And it was a pretty natural transition to then stay home with my own kids and work on this on the side. So it started out as very much a side gig, a side hustle. But um, again, it's what's worked for my family. And now I do it pretty steady part-time-ish hours. So it's still not a full-time job. But, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know that you're working on stuff at 
eight o'clock at night when the kids go to bed. That's just how it happens, even if you're working during the day. So yeah, now I get to help other small businesses with their branding and their website and their, their copy. And all of my experience prior has really led me to, to this place. You really have the entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> starting at such a young age. I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> I love it. Selling eggs, that is, I love that. <laughs> There's a lot of women that really struggle with that entrepreneurial jump, going from someone else paying them to earning the money themselves. And it's really a mindset issue. And I bet you just blew past that because that's just always how you've been. Yeah, I really didn't have to leave a really steady paycheck, I guess. I've always kind of had this little side income coming in, especially then when I taught more students with music, especially. Uh, I was used to the more I worked, the more I could have time for students, and that would increase the revenue coming in. So yeah, it's always been a mindset for me and I didn't have to struggle with that as much as someone who has maybe never had a side hobby turn into a moneymaker and has always depended on corporate for their for their paycheck. I bet you really are able to support your clients very well with that because you've always been in that mindset. So for you, it's like, hey, you can do this and very easy to encourage them to grow. Yeah. I've actually had that feedback before where people say that one of my biggest assets that I can bring to the table is to encourage them that they can do it. So I really love hearing that ping back because I just want everyone to do what they love and to do it well and to succeed and find real fulfillment in, in their passion. And if that is having their own business, then I, then I really want that for them. Amen. I am on the same page and it's probably why we get along so well. <laughs> Yes. Um, so one of the things that I've heard come up a lot when I'm coaching women is about that balance of, you know, you're a mom, you are raising kids at home, or maybe your kids are older and have moved out. But when you have that corporate job, it is a very specific, you are going to work, you're wearing your heels, you are a professional from the time you step in the door till the time you leave, and you can leave it at work. Where when we're entrepreneurs, there's this tricky balance of, I'm a mom, I want to relate to my audience, but I also need to be a professional. So do you see a lot of that when you're working with clients on branding um, in regards to online presence and how to kind of balance that relatability with professionalism? Yes, for sure. And before I jump into that, I just want to say that I think that juggle is the hardest juggle for moms who also have their small business, like they're entrepreneurs. That is the biggest juggle. And I don't know if we'll we ever find the balance, air quotes balance, it's so unattainable because when one thing is, when one thing's working, something else is probably getting less of your attention. So it's always that the weights and the balance of the scale that people struggle with. So if you struggle with this and you feel like, oh, why can't I find this balance? It's like, it's like impossible. It's because it's impossible and you are not alone in that feeling. So you are normal if you feel like you just can't balance everything. There are things that will naturally take up more of your time as seasons ebb and flow with kids and with business. Um, and when people come to me for either help with branding or web design or copy, they feel 
sometimes like they cannot find that sweet spot of being professional and also combining enough of their own personality to really connect with their audience. So like what you were saying, Robin, that balance of being professional and finding something that connects. I was going to say on the note of the ebb and flow of the seasons of life, I know that for a fact based on I started my first business when I had babies at home and the amount of time and energy I can I could put in as soon as you think you figured it out then they're in school and then you think oh now I have all this time but it, it's a different balance because once two o'clock hits you literally can't do anything work-wise and now I'm in the teen phase of they don't go to bed until 1030 or 11 at night. So and there's so much emotional. So every time you think you figure it out, it's going to change anyway. So just giving yourself grace and acknowledging it will never be balanced. I'm just going to do the best I can every day to meet the needs of the people who need me and self-care as well, of course. Yes, I agree with all of that. For sure. So as we're going through these different phases of life and, you know, the, the mix of personality and trying to balance all that, what do you suggest to people or how do you move um, an entrepreneur through that process of finding that quote unquote balance for their online presence? There really is a sweet spot for each individual entrepreneur or small business owner. So it's never going to be the same for me as it is for you. And it's never going to look the same for the listeners as it is with other business owners. There's kind of a sweet spot that we'll each have to dig into and really try to identify and define. But that sweet spot of being professional enough to attract the type of clients that we want to attract and also showing enough of our personality so that people know that we are actually humans and we're not just robots mm -hmm. is really important. Our audiences really just want to find ways that they can connect with us and relate to, with us on a personal level. So it really comes down to finding those things that are similar between you and your ideal client or your avatar. So what, what does your avatar really enjoy when they're not working? What does your avatar love to participate in or character traits, values that are similar between you, uh, different attributes that you can either through research, you know that your ideal client has these attributes or values, um, or you can just kind of make a presumption that your audience would love to learn this about you and share those kind of things. I would guess does this vary a bit in industry as well, where if you're offering legal services versus a yoga trainer or a counselor? Do you see a bit of it varying as far as industry? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because there are even different levels of professionalism per industry. So as a brand designer and a copywriter, I'm honestly in a pretty casual space. I don't have to be dependent on, for example, like compliance. There are some people in industries that are, that are very oriented around compliance because they have to be. That's not an issue for my business or other creative entrepreneurs, but it's something to keep in mind if you do have to maintain a higher level of professionalism because of your industry. So when people are talking about wanting to up-level and attract a higher audience, I think that level of professionalism needs to be paid attention to, not removing yourself from the equation, but you can't expect people to pay a premium price if you are not projecting yourself as a professional. 
Right. And a lot of that comes down to the brand that you create around yourself and the brand that you present. One of the best definitions of a brand that I just love is that your brand is how people think of you when you're not in the room. So it's their perception of you. It is how they describe you to their friends or to their colleagues. And they probably won't recommend you if they don't appreciate the persona that you exude or that you share online with your brand. So you can definitely maintain a level of being professional and also giving them glimpses into your personal life so that they can connect with you on a deeper level. Ultimately, people are buying from us. Yes. I mean, I'm a business coach, but there's a bazillion business coaches. So you need to know enough about me and how I, how I work and my personality to see if we'd be a good fit. Exactly. And if I don't ever show that and I only show strategic, tactical business topics, number one, that'd be extremely boring. Um, we all need our coffee poles and <laughs> Culver's pictures. <laughs> right. There would be, there'd be no draw to you at that point. It would just be really stark and business ease. There'd be no human to human interaction that would draw me into working with you. And we all know that no like, and trust is such a key in converting people from watchers to buyers. And if you're not creating that trust, then you're just another company. Yeah, so true. The Women's Business Workshop Podcast is brought to you by... Are you looking for some more accountability in your business? How about a strategic action plan to achieve your goals? Maybe wondering if the goal you chose is actually the right goal to help grow your business this year? Join us in the Impact Membership Circle. We're going to help you walk through what is the best strategic goal for your business in order to grow, what is your strategic action plan and set of steps you need to take, and then we're also going to offer you the accountability of a small group mastermind as well as a larger group training to help you actually follow through and achieve your goals in 2019. Right now, we're forming mastermind groups for the next six-month session. If you're interested, please go to womensbusinessworkshop.com and look for the Impact Membership tab. Let's make 2019 your best year in business yet. Welcome back to the Women's Business Workshop podcast with Robin Walker. One of my sayings that I really like, though, on the flip side is, if you don't take your business seriously, neither will anyone else. And, and this comes into play even at the conference when people are asking, what's the dress code? How should I dress? We have conversations about this is their first impression of you. So if you're going to a networking event and you are in a professional field and you're showing up in ripped jeans and, you know, a stained t-shirt and gym shoes, you know, people will have a different perspective of you from that first start. However, if you are in wellness industry, let's say, and so you're in very nice looking yoga pants and, a, you know, it, it would make more sense because that's your industry. Yep. It would fit for sure. It would fit. So again, kind of finding that sweet spot. Do you have a tip or an action step or some kind of brainstorming that someone could do if they're trying to figure out about the similarities? I liked how you mentioned finding some similarities between your audience and yourself. I know some of us are marketing to people that maybe are a little different than ourselves, but of course we all have something in common. 
Yeah, I would highly recommend doing kind of like a brain dump session, really, and writing down everything you can think of that would be similar between yourself as the entrepreneur and your ideal client or customer avatar. So that could be age, um, demographics, where you live, family, um, if you're a mom, not a mom, kids, how old are they, characteristics, as far as, um, I really love the values one, honestly. So identifying a lot of the core values of yourself as a person and then as your brand and which ones would resonate with your ideal audience. You can also do some cyber stalking on Facebook actually and finding out where your clients are hanging out, reading their posts, learning about them in different Facebook groups. And it's really, it's kind of quiet. You're not necessarily asking these questions out loud, but you're just observing. You're going through posts and you're seeing what, what things are really making an impact with people in their lives. And, and how can you use these, not in a weird way, but in a really helpful way from a place of service to be able to offer your audience what they really need most right now. So how can you use your business to help these people by really observing and paying attention really thoughtful attention to what they need. I love that. I agree that I think the values and behaviors of an ideal client. Behaviors, yes. I think those are overlooked so often. People say, oh, I know who my ideal client is. And they make a big list and it's their age, where they live. I mean, all those things are important, but me and someone else that's also in their 40s that live in the same town could be dramatically different. And knowing the behaviors and the attitudes and values, I think that's where we connect with people more so than just the statistical demographics. And I think that's something a lot of people overlook when they're creating, creating their avatar. For sure. Sometimes age makes zero difference. If you have the same kind of values within your soul within you as a person. It doesn't matter what background they come from. You can still really connect with them as a person. And you might be the very person that they need to help them with, you know, moving forward in their goals or with their website and their messaging. So whatever your business is, don't get hung up on those statistical things that you were mentioning. Sometimes it's more of what what's on the inside and what they really truly believe as a person. And you and I both know that when you're working with someone one-on-one, -on -one, it is not just about the strategic tactical thing you're working on. I mean, there's so much, even with what you do, counselors, doulas, coaches, therapists, there's so much more that we do that has to do with our values and our behaviors and our beliefs that go beyond the tactical thing we're doing with that person. Anyone could business coach me but if we're not on the same page as far as integrity and character, what they're going to tell me to do is not going to resonate and I won't have the transformation I would with someone that we're on the same page. Yes, 100%. As far as getting to know your audience too, something I love doing, I just find it really interesting as well, is in my Facebook group posting like even recently posting, do you like coffee or tea? Seems like a really basic thing, but there was an experiment I did. There was a group that was mostly younger, a younger audience. And she posted, what is your favorite? What do you order when you order coffee? And then I posted the same thing in my group and my demographic is different than hers. And the answers, her answers were 
all the coffee drinks that they ordered had like 52 adjectives <laughs> and were things I had never even heard of. I didn't even know you could request a temperature for your coffee when you order it at Starbucks. But then my audience, it was black or cream and sugar or a caramel latte. It was all very traditional um, there were a little crazy ones, but not, I mean, it just was so insightful to me to see the difference in who I attract, who she attracts, because we did similar, we do similar things. So even just asking some of those questions sometimes can be so insightful. That's great. I love that. At the end of every episode, I, I always ask for one action step that the audience can take today to move forward. So in regards to online presence, what do you think would be one of the most important things that they could do today, aside from calling you to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, of course? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to challenge your audience to think about those attributes of their audience versus the attributes of themselves and pick one thing that you could share about. So I do a lot of work with website copy, which is the words on your website. So is there something on either your homepage or your about page that you could tweak just a little bit to give your audience an inside glimpse into who you are and how you work and how you can serve them with what you do? I'm going to do that today. Awesome. I would imagine, I mean, websites and copy, that is always a work in action and always things you can tweak and change. And that's why it's so great. Um, Lindsay did my website. And so I love that we still have this connection so I can touch base with her. And she's always very easy to work with and has a lot of great suggestions, even down to this color for what you do would be better than this brand color. I mean, little, little things that I would not have thought of. So I appreciate you in my life and in my website. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's always so fun to be able to work together. Yes. When you hand over um, your passwords, it's nice to trust the person you're handing <laughs> them over to. <laughs> yes. What would Do you have any wise words? I also like to end with, there's so many wise women in our lives. Is there something that mom, grandma, someone told you that um, has always kind of stuck with you? So my mom and my grandma, they're very, they're very similar. My grandma passed away in 2011. I'm sorry. So no, it, it's all good. She had a beautiful life and my oldest was three weeks old. So he got to meet great grandma before she passed away and went to heaven. So that was really special for me that my, my oldest was able to meet my own grandma. Um, but anyway, my grandma and my mom are really similar in that they are, they're quiet and in very insightful and wise, but rather than really telling you what they think, they more, they, they lived it. So they lived their beliefs in, in the way that they treated people in more in, than in the way that they spoke. And that's really impacted me, even as a business owner. We have to share content. We have to tell people about us or we're not going to be seen. So there's a visibility piece to that. But I also really take to heart the idea that we can, we can live out by our actions rather than always by the words we speak. So hopefully that's encouraging. It's encouraging to me to know that I don't always have to shout things from the rooftop. I can just be a quiet and encouraging presence in the lives of my audience, my clients, my family. And hopefully it's my goal that that will help me 
leave a legacy like my grandma and my mom are doing right now. That is beautiful. And I think you are, and it seems like you are very much like your mom and grandma, the way you're describing them. It is an honor to know you. Thank you. That means the world. Where can people find you when they're ready to work with you or just to get to know you better? Yes, I would love everyone to come and hang out with me. I am online at verityandco.com. That is my website. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is at Verity and Co. And we will have all of that in the show notes. So make sure you guys go to the website, womensbusinessworkshop.com and grab um, all these links and connection to Lindsay so that you can check her out and get to know her. This was a wonderful conversation, Lindsay. Thank you for your generosity and sharing all your wisdom and your knowledge, both at the conference and in this interview. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you always for your continued support. So, so yes. good to know you. And we will see you again next March, hopefully yes, sometime in between. I know. <laughs> thank you, Robin. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. 